Okay, William, you are now a top three head coach, drafting coach, 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 Yeet. top three coach at the international. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, I felt pretty good. Like at the after party, I was kind of sad, and Cinderin came over and was like, "You shouldn't be sad." And I was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Okay." Well, he said congratulations first. And I said, why congratulations? You know, we got a fucking third. And he's like, if I told you at the beginning of LCQ that you would get third, you couldn't get higher, but you couldn't get lower, you would just get third. Would you take it? I was like, probably. And he's like, then I tell you congratulations and not sorry. Yeah. it's Which I thought was a pretty good, like, perspective. So a Running that logic down then, what what position would you take? I mean, first, but At, no, no, no. Like, how oh, far uh, down the ladder would you? Would you oh, top eight? My, that was my metric. No, for maybe not top eight. Guys. Top maybe eight. top top four. I would have top taken, four. and then okay. otherwise, I would have just gambled on my team being good enough. Even even starting at the last chance qualifier. Even starting at the last chance qualifier. I mean, I okay. could tell we were pretty good. I didn't want to jinx it because we've kind of had like some weird moments throughout the year so i was like i'm pretty sure we're gonna do well you Uh, guys had some weird moments at the tournament too because uh i i counted this up before did you know that you played eight elimination series at ti Mm -hmm. you guys played seven elimination games uh eight if you include the the loss to secret yeah, uh, which is by far the most that any team has ever played at an international. Yeah, I know we've also played like the most games. We had like fifty-three games or something. Yeah, including LCQ of just nonstop Dota. I mean, yeah, it was fucking intense. My life was just stress, like at all times, because fucking Secret always went up a bracket, but we had to do it the shitty way. So it was like <laughs> just stress at all times, just constant like gnawing you know like oh god today's the day we're out oh god today's this and today's that and yeah okay let's uh start this chronologically because i think it's Shoot. the best way to tackle it where, where do you want to start this uh story of, okay. of liquid does it oh, start the how... last chance qualifier or before that no so let's have the discussion begin from arlington major okay. so at arlington major um we had this discussion when we were going to play boom and it was like uh, after game two, I said that we should pick Puck and that fuck the Chen, you know, like we can ban the Chen. But then when they got in there, they ended up doing the opposite, which is we Chen TB'd first two or something like that. And it was just not what I wanted. And I was doing a lot of the draft work um, with Aiden, but Jesse was in the booth. Um, and so things were, you know, uh, things were really weird because it was like I was doing all the draft prep and like all the drafting but then like i wasn't the person in the booth um which was just uh we probably should have communicated better and then yeah it goes badly from there the mood is pretty fucking bad you know like it's real despair then we go to immediately to esl um genting where we didn't practice at all everyone kind of took some time off and then we go there and then one of the days i asked jesse if i could be in the booth which i do Day goes okay. It wasn't like incredible or anything like that. And then, um, yeah, you know, it's like there's some real despair because we're just sucking all the time. 
And ESL Genting was bad because we had him practice. And, you know, it's kind of arrogant to just assume you're going to be a good team if you don't practice at all. Uh, but, you know, it goes how it goes. We lose in groups again. Um, I, I, I shouldn't say again. We at least passed groups in the majors. Where, you know, we weren't EG. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even yeah. a dig. It was just like, I didn't even realize until talking to our tour, like how badly EG had had of a year. You know, yes. that they lost in groups both majors. I was like, Jesus. I mean, them being um, upper bracket was the biggest surprise and simultaneously not the biggest surprise when they bombed out. Uh, yeah, after. we'll get to that anyways. Yeah. Uh, so then at that genting, we hadn't really figured it out, I think, quite yet. And this is probably my fault. I mean, it is my fault. Like how to utilize all three coaches. Like the idea was obviously that we would cover three different zones, but there was a lot of bleeding in between them. If that makes sense. Like I'm doing some of what Jesse's doing. Jesse's doing a lot of what I'm doing. Jabs is not really sure where he fits into the picture because, you know, it's a pretty unique, weird situation. And so instead of getting a lot of value out of three coaches, we're probably getting like minimal value, very minimal value. We're like probably adding up to like 0.8% of a coach or some shit or like, you know, 80% of a coach. And uh-huh. it's just bad. Jesse's not, I think he's not very happy at that time. I'm not very happy at the time. And then at ESL, I said, listen, I'm going to be in the drafting thing if you're okay with it, Jesse. And Jesse, you know, being a fucking consummate professional and a king is very much like whatever you think is best. You know, like you've been with the team longest. Uh, he's He doesn't have like ego or pride. I can see why he's always been so fucking successful at everything he does because he approaches it very much with the attitude of like, you know, it's not my pride or ego like if I'm not in the booth. Like, uh, I'll figure out something to do, and I'll focus on that. You know, I think a lot of people would take it like, oh, you're taking this away from me because I did something wrong, even though it's not my fault. Jesse was just like, whatever you think gives us the best chance at winning, I'm going to, like, go with. Um, Which I thought was, like, really mature and just good all around. Um, You know, shout out to Jesse. Just absolute consummate professional. You know, just on a side note, this guy came in to every single, like, thing that he did with like full energy you know every day he would come in like prepared he would force us to meet at like 10 a.m every single day to like talk about things that he had prepared as like speaking points you know what i mean like this guy came in with a level of motivation and drive i think very few people have just in anything that i've ever met it's it's really no wonder that was was that something that was lacking uh in the team over the course yeah for sure for sure i mean matu had kind of said to us that he thinks we're a little bit spoiled and you know, when you when you're spoiled, you're just not gonna work as hard. You know, like something something silk sheets don't wake up as hard in the morning. But like Jesse really every single day. I, I know everybody focuses on the true sites and like, oh, you know, Seb carries that team and they make this play and it's like the out of game stuff too that they don't show obviously because they can't, but Jesse's like willingness to just like show up every single day, like ready to work, you know, put in effort. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Here's what I think we should focus on today. Yesterday was like, he always pushed for improvement every single day. You know, there's very few people I've met that are like that. Mm. Uh, he was relentless with it. So a lot of respect to him. So, you know, we divvied up the roles a little bit. It would be that I would focus on um, the draft aspect of it. Um, Jesse would focus on the play aspect of it. And Jabs would focus on the analytics of it. So finding out data about teams, we would ask him to make various things, and then we would try to figure out what was useful, what wasn't. Uh, a lot of counterpick stuff, like which we'll get into later. And then, yeah, so that's kind of how we ended up 
finding the rhythm of like our three coaches by the time we got to like the first qualifiers. So the qualifiers happen, right? Uh, I don't think we did a podcast in between now and then. No. So qualifiers happen. Qualifiers go not incredible. We think we're, all, I thought we were going to win it for sure, actually. We were going in pretty hot. We had some decent concepts that weren't really flushed out yet, but um, entities concepts were just like incredible, you know? Uh, we thought we should have beat Secret in game three. We had Aegis and then fucked up a fight. Actually, we lost them twice in the exact same way in both last chance and, uh, or not last chance, the qualifiers and TI. Mm. It's like they smoked into us when we roached, which is like a yeah. very spirit thing to do, you know, because you know you're going to be split up on the map when you have Roche. Like they, they just had like uh, the will to risk it all, you know, yeah, win or lose, which I thought was really cool. Anyways, uh, but Entity showed up and they were just fucking like dogs, you know. They got that dog in them. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they, they just they straight up smashed everybody. They yeah, didn't lose a single game in that qualifier. Yeah, they were incredible. I was like, damn, they really. Uh... <laughs> uh, anyways, so Mo- mood is pretty despair. We go to this boot camp in Malaysia in Johor, where it's like every five a.m. There's like a prayer called a prayer, which yep. you know, go you. But at the same time, it's not the most fun waking up at five a.m. every <laughs> single day to like. You know the call to prayer, which is played over a loudspeaker right next to our hotel. Yeah, and I was going I insane. That. Yeah, I was like, "Please, somebody get me out of here!" <laughs> and uh, you know, the food was great, but at the same time, we're eating chicken and rice, no veggies, or McDonald's every single day because we're trying to like be good boys and like save money. But the yeah. boot camp overall, me and Matsu, we find some like really cool concepts. We think like SF is giga broken. We think <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Morph is giga broken, which obviously, uh, you know things we're wrong about we find out a lot of stuff we like we just learn a lot during that boot camp actually we scrimmed a lot of diverse teams like we got a lot out of the experience actually the team that taught us a lot too was uh you know nouns nouns taught us a lot too so they're a pretty cool team so anyways boot camp goes like pretty good i felt like it was a little bit short because you know we went from like qualifiers into boot camp oh god maybe we don't have enough time so then we get to boot camp everything's good one day, like, lightning hit, and thunder and shit, and, like, it knocked out our power, and we were in the middle of scrimming against Ehome, and they had just picked Brood against us. Actually, <laughs> no. that might have lost us this fucking tournament. We learned about Brood, like, pretty late. I'm not oh, even kidding. No. They brooded, and we're like, oh, sick pick, you know? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. our light, our power literally went out as soon as the draft ended, and we're like, ah, well, guess we'll never see how Brood works. <laughs> and so so just... to be clear, you guys had not played against any Brood Mother before that, really. We played against one, but it was bad. I can't remember. Yeah. Some C-team brooded us, and then we just picked our spirit breaker thing you know you probably saw yeah, that a yeah, few times yeah. that we did it in fact aster took it from us uh but yeah we picked spirit breaker and then it was like you know it was chill game it was kind of yeah. sweaty but like their brood was not a, a, as abusive as like our brood ended up being you know because right, i right. really pushed it so then uh anyways yeah we get to qual last chance qualifiers first day there you know zai gets kind of sick from food from like the asian market cafe we end up never eating there once because of that (laughs) um so we just ate at this place called clove every single fucking day uh the same menu they were really obsessed with chocolate themed things if you recall yeah it was like (laughs) chocolate ribs i was like what chocolate bread (laughs) i was like this is not what i want in like a dinner you when i say chocolate bread i don't mean like as a dessert i'm talking like chocolate fish i was like please stop this there's no way that this is okay 
and uh, yeah, they just kept shooting the fucking chocolate theme at us. It was driving me insane. But anyways, um, so yeah, we get to last chance qualifiers. We think. Uh, let me just peruse for my memory's sake. Um, we think Secret are very good, just because like we hadn't really scrimmed against them, but they're just a scary team in general. Uh, we think the groups are pretty decent. I mean, like at at first glance, it looks kind of scary because you know T one VP extreme. But we're like, you know, it'll be okay. Um, so first series starts. We play against. Uh, let me let me just think real fast. We played against extreme or uh, extreme. Yeah. Uh, I think we play against extreme first. Uh, I remember thinking to myself when we played. Oh, you played against. against uh, sorry, maybe you played against. Yeah, extreme and then T one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So we played against extreme. I remember that we should have won both games, and we don't. And normally what ends up happening when that happens is our team just mentally is, like, fried. But the guys were fucking, like, good to go. I think that's in large part to uh, Jesse and Jabs. They did a really good job of keeping the mood even. I know mm-hmm. everyone thinks I'm, like, the mental coach and, like, I keep... <laughs> the friendship you know, coach, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, meme. like, such a yeah. stupid thing. It fucking <laughs> really irritates me. Now that I can talk... Now that the year's over, you know, I, I feed into the meme because I don't really care, but it's, like... Yeah. Uh, in actuality, Jesse kept things like incredibly positive. He's like, "Guys, we're learning. We're learning." You know, he kept stressing, and Jabs was telling me too, "It's fine." So then we play against what was it? T one. T one. Okay. Then we play against T one. That game one was the fucking scariest game I've ever played in my entire life. Really? So we play against uh, fucking Topson's primal beast. Topson's mid primal beast. And he beast, just man, that thing was he a just fucking butt fucks us. God damn. And he destroyed you, know, you guys. Yeah, he really butt fucks us. We're like. Holy shit. And his, you know, his team kind of lets him down a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, this fucking, he really fucking just went to town on our nuts. You know, like, <laughs> I've never felt one player be so good. Yeah, it, that, really, that was I the rotating primal beast. That was the first time, uh, I think that series was the first time yeah. I saw the mid primal beast be so successful. And I remember he rotated pre level six. He just showed yeah. up in one lane, level, level five. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, Actually, what? he he also killed solo killed Mickey mid on uh, primal versus Pango. Yeah, yeah which yeah. Uh, we'll come back to later, by the way. There's a cool arc here. Okay. Um, Anyways, he fucking, he's like jumping up and down our nuts, you know, like fucking like real some BDSM <laughs> shit. Like I was like, oh my God. Later, our tour told me that like he did it against them in a scrim and they were just amazed. They weren't even like, you know, like mad. They were just like, holy shit. This is really like what you can do with this hero if you're like mm-hmm. that good, you know, it's like fucking like, I can't stress enough how bad I've never felt one man's presence more in a game. <clears throat> so anyways, I was like, this guy's incredible, you know, just incredible. Big fan. Uh, and then game two, they did some like Oracle mid shit and they picked zero stuns or Enchantress <laughs> mid and they picked zero yeah. stuns and we yeah. picked Storm and it was pretty free. Um, then at some point, we play against uh, Infamous or something. Infamous and, like, was Wild... the last series of the day. Okay, yeah. okay. We played like, yeah, they were way better than we expected. They absolutely crushed us game two. We had a really bad draft. We learned a lot. Um, then we played against like VP. Uh, VP was actually pretty free that series. Like one of the games looked kind of dicey, but it was actually fine. And then the other game was really, really free. We just like ran over them. Yeah, uh, was, we we so found that, out this was day two. You played wild card, yeah, and then you played VP. And it seems like both those series were pretty free. Yeah, yeah. Like wild card was okay. Okay, we'll get to we'll do the VP first. So VP was like, uh, we learned really early on that these guys just need to win lanes. Like, they mm-hmm. want to snowball lanes really fucking hard, and they don't really focus on anything else. They just want to win lanes. And then Wildcard, 
so game one, we draft like something standard. And then game two, like if you go look at the picks and bans, like the first six picks are like the exact same. So they their yes. dumbasses were like, yeah, you know what? Run it back. Nothing was wrong with this draft. And I was just thinking to myself, you sure about that? Like, <laughs> you want to run this like exact same draft back? <laughs> and uh, it was just funny. Like, we we literally just did the exact same like set of heroes, essentially. Yeah, and then they just minorly adjust this stuff. Naga, Siren, Slardar. And then you yeah. guys just pick Pudge instead of Sniper. Yeah, I was just like, okay, well, you know, same hero, same everything. Uh, so, you know, we fucking roll them. Then we get to the playoffs. Okay, so playoffs start. We're feeling really good. We get Polaris uh, first round. We see that Secret's on the other side of that bracket, so feeling pretty good. On a yeah. side note, by the way, Secret could have easily been knocked out of this quals. They, in fact, probably... They should have lost game two and three against uh, Extreme. Like, they were getting stomped in lanes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, cool cool story of, like, how competitive this sucking last chance was. We play against Polaris. Game one is, like, pretty pretty straightforward. Game two should have been straightforward, but they fucking work us. And then game three, there's like one kind of cool moment where Matsu's getting like forced out like eight times and we end up winning the game. Pretty dicey. <laughs> yeah. Get to the VP series. Game one is pretty straightforward. Um, kind of like scary at moments. You know, it becomes like Ramsey's doing some like wild shit and kind of like pogging off, but it works. Game two, we completely throw in like an unlosable game. Mental's kind of low at this point. Then game three, we just get absolutely shut song, shut up. And then I was kind of, we were kind of down at this point. I was like, oh my god, we should have just two would these guys. And then, uh, yeah, we played against Extreme that same day or whatever. We whomped them, you know, like 19 <laughs> yeah, minute game, like 20 minute cool game, series. like. And then the confidence, confidence was just straight up back. Then we get into the Vici series. At this point, Cap, their Primal Beast was really scary. Their Morph had a hundred percent win rate. They were like 8-0 with Morph or something like that. We were going to be the next beneficiaries of that copy pasta, you know, like <laughs> yep, they yep. pick Morph, you lose, like you ban in next game, something, something. But actually, it was Jesse's idea, because I was telling him this, because we were getting a lot of pressure saying like Morph is broken hero because Vici just never loses with it. And then Jesse was like, well, what if we just let it through? And then I think Aiden had the idea of also letting the Primal through, because we have a lot of good heroes against it. And then we just, uh, yeah, we broke them, you know? They yeah, didn't you know what left else to do. both of them in. They grabbed both of them first phase. And... Yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, it was this weird thing where we just kind of understood now how the game was going to work, and it worked out perfectly. You know, like, it was pitch perfect. Everything was, like, perfect. Especially with how badly we got stomped in game one. Um, so, yeah, great call by both Jesse and Aiden. They were just like, guys, look at it logically. You know, we can just give up the morph, and we, because we have to from a drafting perspective. When you um, say pressure, uh, what do you mean like other players on the team were saying like these guys are broken or are you talking uh, about like, our entire team was kind of worried chats? about it. Okay. Just in general, like a lot of the info we were being fed was just kind of bad for it. You know, we're not stupid. We can see that their morph never loses. But sure. at the same time, we don't want to give up Marcy. It's like it's just a shit show. It's yeah. just it, everything is like off. So then we're like, oh fuck, what do we do? So we're in this position where um yeah. Uh, we end up gambling. The gamble giga pays off. Then we get into the series against VP, and we feel like these guys are just like, I feel like they were mentally done. You know, um, the games are both just rolls. Like, uh, we just kind of rolled them. 
Yeah, uh, felt like they really did not want to play. Climactic end to the last chance qualifier. Yeah, I, I saw like GPK queue up a Midas in game two or something. Yeah. He's like AFKing by a tier two tower as if it's like a pub. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't a TI game anymore. You know, we're just, uh, we're just, this is fine. So, yeah, that's how, you know, the, the tournament, you know, we're all obviously really excited and we're just trying to tell ourselves to calm down. That game is actually where the meme, you know, during my speech where Aiden says like, what if we just pick Londrid? That's kind of where it started from because when Vici in game three, I said that they were they needed Puck. Puck is like the only hero that saves them, and if they Puck, mm-hmm. we're gonna low injure them, and they'll never see it coming. We'll just move Mickey Flynn SF. It's a sick SF game for this, and then we'll just pick low and smash them because Lone yeah. is good against both Morph and Puck. And then Vici, those dumbasses thought we were honest human beings because I've seen <laughs> their region like they pick Puck LD into Puck, but then they don't put it mid, you know. But yeah. we're dishonest motherfuckers, so. You know, we just were, I'm like so excited and laughing about it. Anyways, uh, group stage starts. Groups begin okay on the first day, if I remember correctly. Uh, we played against RNG. We got away with a spicy game one. Then we get absolutely shit stomped game two. And we thought like RNG is the best team in the world. <laughs> like we were like, <laughs> holy shit. And our meta was just so slow because we were like, we were still playing the last chance qualifier meta and it was just bad. Then we play against Sonix, who actually showed us a lot too. And then we barely win in a game we probably shouldn't. And then we kind of get stomped in game two. And we're like, okay, guys, we're picking like really shit heroes. And we're playing really slow. Like all of this is really bad. So after, you know, day one, we're one and two and two and two. And we're just like, guys, we have to like play better, you know? So then uh, we play against Bed Boom. We, we speed up a lot, you know, and we just smash them. Um, which felt really good because I told my team it's revenge tour time. You know, every team that knocked us out throughout the year or like beat us, we're going to fucking like, I was like in that moment, they felt better than us. But like TI is like the end goal. And if we get here, we're going to make sure that like, they're the ones that fucking feel bad for knocking us out of X, Y, and Z. The only team that we didn't get to do that was secret. So on my list list? was uh, TSM because they always fucking beat us, but we never ended up playing against them. Okay. Uh, it was Bet Boom because they knocked us out of Stockholm Major, which would yeah. have secured us a TI slot. And it was Boom, which uh, they also, you know, an entity because uh, we had like quite a big history with them. And OG. We just wanted to knock out all the e- EU teams as well. So it was <laughs> Bet Boom and Boom, and then the EU teams were the ones okay. that we really wanted to beat. Um, so then we play against. Uh, you know, and then Astra ended up joining that list when they knocked us to the lower. Then we get to the Boom series. We or Bet Boom series. We absolutely smashed them. We're feeling pretty good at this point. We're like four and two or something like that. But the hard part is coming up now, right? Like right. the competition is gonna. We're gonna have to play some EGs and shit like that. So then we play against. Um, we play against EG, I think first or something like that. Yes, and, and you guys had that crazy game one is like sixty-five giga spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. We learned that Brood was, like, stupid broken from that game. We were just like, <laughs> we have to play Brood after this game. And then mm-hmm. we stomped them in game two because we just pace up on them. You know, Matu's lone Druid is legendary. Like, they pick such a slow lineup. You know, they pick, like, three losing lanes and a really slow lineup. It's just mm-hmm. never going to work. Um, Matu had this great idea to just open up Enigma lone Druid. Like, we see, you know, we Enigma, then they Ench Void. And he's like, I'll just lone Druid. It's free, you know? I'll, well, yeah. it's fine. Like, it's uh, <laughs> kind of unlosable. And he was, we're like, okay, great. Like, they picked it into it. Like, uh, we're kind of confused. Zai says it's a free game for him. Easy, you know. Um, and then we played against LG, we played against LGD, and then we get 2 0 We should have won, um, didn't. 
they uh, they actually really just out out us. And so we're not feeling too bad. Things are kind of still okay. And then we're telling our guys like, you gotta fucking we gotta win this OG series. You know, this OG series is like a fucking must win. You know, like uh, so then we play Gladiators the next day. We kind of split. We should have won game one. I'm pretty tilted at this point. I throw my phone at what I thought was my laundry pile. It ends up being the fucking ground. My phone screen shatters. Pretty tilted at this point. But then we <laughs> have got this a broken OG phone series. for the rest of the TI. Yeah. Yeah. This OG series happens. Um, and, you know, this fucking everybody knows about the pause. I was actually in my room. So I watch the games by myself because I get too nervous. Uh, and it, like, I don't want to stress out Jesse or Chloe or Jabs. So I'm just sitting in my room. I fall asleep because I'm just fucking mentally tired every single day. I'm never getting enough sleep. Me and Mato are doing draft prep until like one every day. So then we're just, uh, I'm just exhausted. I pass out. I wake up. Game still hasn't started. <laughs> I, I go back to sleep. I set an alarm for 20 minutes. I wake up. Still, game still hasn't started. And then I just pass out. And then I max out the volume of the stream. You know, I pass out. And then all of a sudden I hear like Ares talking. Like, you know, and I'm really fucking confused and then the game starts we find like a smoke pick off then we lose like three fights in a row and then all of a sudden we just win the game and i was like oh fantastic then i think we like cheese them in game two uh you know they tried doing some like arc warden bullshit they get crushed matu picks like safe lane dp we just which we never practiced before by the way we rolled them then we played against like uh uh glad or who was like hakori or something like that uh, we... You played against Boom later that day. Oh, yeah, as well. yeah. Oh, yeah, the Boom series. I was like, Revenge Part 2, you know, we fucking smashed yeah, them. Yep. Uh, felt good, you know, like, I, I have nothing. I actually think they're great guys, like Gary and all that, all the players on it, big fans. We tried picking up Tim's once in a while, uh, once a Blue Moon ago, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, just, you know, great. Everything went great. Then we smashed a Corey, who were looking kind of scary. But you know what? Once we were guaranteed upper bracket, I was like, guys, let's do this one for Tommy. And they're like, that makes us want to do it less. And I was like, please, guys, like, you know, this game, it, it mattered nothing to us, but it did mean that OG wouldn't have to play tiebreakers. And I was like, guys, we're, we're going to fucking try, you know, like, we're going to try. And yeah, you can't blame us a, if There was didn't. a couple dead rubber matches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially at a TI, like, you don't really want to give yeah. any more information than you have but to. But I wanted to win, and I wanted to roll in Snowball. So then we get through, and we fucking, like, we smash, you know, we, we just work them. Uh, yeah, so we're upper bracket, things are feeling pretty good. We see that EG have chosen Thunder Awaken, which we think they're high for doing. Um, we're like, why would you ever... Thunder such a fucking scary team. Let me tell you, every single time we played them in the season, it's been a disaster. Like, they're I such do. a scary team. And you you said... Uh, you told me they're a scary team to play at TI, especially, right? Yeah, and lands in general, because the, the way that this team works is they've got no fear. They're willing to run at you and fight and take every single fight. And then this Pakaz guy is giga-talented... But even more than Picaz, it's their fucking uh, four-position player, um, Matthew. He's an absolute like maniac. He's so fucking good. So we're mm. like terrified that EG's gonna take Aster. You know, I'm wondering. I'm like, oh fuck me. You know, like we think Aster's the free draw. So we're like, oh god, what do we <laughs> oh, do? No, you know, you think yeah, Aster is the free draw? <laughs> yeah, relax. And you know, I'm telling Tomato in the sauna, like, yeah, dude, your group sucked ass. Our group is the wave. Mm, mm, you know mm, and he's mm. like yeah i think so too and then our group just you know obviously did not go great no, um uh... EG, but eg ends up taking thunder we're pretty excited we you know we get marcy sf which we hadn't lost with boxy marcy's insane mickey sf's insane we get smashed that wasn't fun 
uh, they they actually just were very good. We we actually just got bodied versus Asper. Um, and yeah, and then uh, during this break time, by the way, something I want to mention is that after the EG series, we were like, Brood's broken. Zai, can you practice Brood in a pub? He plays one game of Brood, and he's like, it's ready. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, I was, like, I was you about to say, because that, like, that was like day two of groups. We hadn't scrimmed like it once. We didn't scrim it once. We didn't play it once. He literally was like, I got it downloaded. And I was like, Zai, you're a fucking beast. Wow. You know, like, imagine that you play it one time, we never scrim it, and then you're just like, pick it in officials, I don't care. And it's like, you think to yourself, the value of players, and everyone's like, oh, Zai chokes and TIs. I'm like, are you kidding? That's the opposite of fucking choking. That this guy <laughs> is just going to pick Brood in elimination games, he doesn't give a fuck, like, absolute beast. Everyone's like, oh, he's capped out at top three. I was like, bro, there's a lot of people that would want to get as many top threes as he does at TI. Mm -hmm, it's the fucking mm -hmm. hardest tournament. I think it's way more impressive, actually, the longevity that he's had. Than like one person winning TI once in their life and then doing nothing else after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, sure. that's a rant for my boy Sai. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, we we do the brute thing. We then we have in the lower bracket we draw entity who, you know, we're like first revenge game. We're gonna fucking get these guys out. Game one goes pretty to plan. Game two, we throw kind of hard when Zai fucks up ETP's bottom, then game three is like a really spicy game. Fucking Boxy clutches it out really hard. You know, he's yeah, charging yeah. through waves. He doesn't care. Me and Matu were really impressed with Boxy. We're like, there's very few players that will play with this little fear in the world. You know, we yeah, really thought Boxy was exceptional. I think that, was, that was the game where he did, uh, where you guys got like wiped or something, and he just like charged down yeah. mid to clear he charges the bottom. wave, right? He yeah. charges bottom. He has BKB. He doesn't use it, and then he TPs out. And it's like, he could just, we could just lose the game right there if he doesn't BKB TP out. You know, but like, he risked it anyways, and he saved the game. And it's like, that is a fucking TI player. Matu was so impressed with him. He thought, like, this guy's the fucking, like, he's a beast. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, a uh, few fun facts about that game. You know, obviously, Stormstormer, he came, I shouted his name. You can see in the VOD, I shout his name. So he comes back, and he hugs me, and he starts crying. And Aiden being, like, the fucking great guy that he is, you know, Aiden is a class act of class acts. He starts hugging him and telling him, it's okay, man. I've been there, like, it's fine. You know, it's it's okay to be sad. You know, I'm I'm sorry. You guys were really good. You tried really hard. It was really sweet. And, um, you know, he tells us, he just tells us through tears, he's like, go win this fucking thing, yeah? Like, you're going to go fucking far now. Like, for us. And I was like, oh my god. You know, my heart's breaking. This guy's so nice. Uh... And then oh, I see yeah. Fishman, who has also been entirely lovely. I saw all that bullshit of like, oh, he definitely paused on them. Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, Fishman has been nothing but like a fucking really kind, nice guy. You know, we asked him about the Enigma thing, why they never banned it. He was like, in practice, we smashed. We, we knew you guys were Enigma. And when we 2v2'd it, we beat every Enigma lane. Like, uh, we, we did lane practice 2v2. And he's like, I guess Zai Enigma is just... You know, Zyboxy too fucking good. Yeah. And, you know, so they, they, they gambled. They knew what was coming. And, you know, sometimes that's part of it, right? You give people what they want, but you prepare really well for it. You mm -hmm. know, that's part of the, you know, people like, why doesn't Puppy just ban that hero? It's like, well, they probably had an idea against it. And the other draft paths look worse. And it's easy sometimes to just go down like a path where you feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that series happens. Uh, then the OG series happens, which I felt like fucking... This was probably the series I was least worried about. They gave us Marcy for some reason in game one. 
Uh, let me just tell you, Boxy Marcy is fucking something else. There's <laughs> Dude, Marcy. I, in this I world. mean, I felt, I felt like Boxy anything was really popping yeah. off, but Boxy, Boxy uh, Marcy. Marcy, he made an argument for why that yeah. hero should have been perma banned. Yeah. yeah, you know, shout out to the entity guys. They were super gracious. Fishman and Stormstormer, like, were incredibly gracious. We're just like, you know, we're trying to pump us up. I want to say Stormstormer sent me like a WhatsApp message every series. And not just every series, but during the series, saying like, it's all good. You guys got this, you know, like keep them mentally strong. Mm -hmm. You know, like I see that you guys are really close, not telling us anything like Dota related, but just like, you know, trying to hype me up. In fact, yeah, I got yeah. a lot of messages like that from a lot of people in my life, um, but it was great. You know, it really, uh, it was phenomenal. So shout outs to him. Like during the Thunder series, he was like, oh, you know, you guys got them on the ropes. Don't fucking sweat it. Like keep going. I was like, you are too nice of a human being. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the OG series happens and game one, we have a really comfortable draft, kind of crush them. Uh, we feel like as long as Amar isn't playing Amar heroes, we're like, you know, Centaur is an honest hero. We call them yes. honest and dishonest heroes. It's like Centaur is an honest hero. Huskar, Viper, Razor, Timber, those are like the dishonest Amar heroes. You don't want to play against those. Mm -hmm. Then game two draft starts, you know, we get Lush Tusk, which we feel really good. I think they show my face when they pick Huskar. I was really confused because they hadn't picked it once this tournament. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, elimination game. You're picking Huskar. Matu's like, if they give me Bloodseeker here, it's going to be pretty free. And then we pick him Bloodseeker. And then we were just like, it's the freest Brute game. You can't pick a better Brute game. You know, like, you just literally can't pick a better Brute game. It's just, it just doesn't exist in this world. You know, we mm -hmm. smash them. Uh, Tommy comes up behind us. We, you know, we tell them, like, good luck. In fact, Alan and them give us their papers, you know, their fucking legendary papers. They're like, we don't need these, you know, like, it felt like some real, like, Highlander shit, you know, like, we're taking everybody's energy and, like, you know, okay, normally EU hates other EU teams. It's just how it works. Yeah, you, know, you don't root for them, just, but... They're your rivals and stuff. You don't want yeah. your own region to, like, do better than you. You want to be the best in your region. Exactly. You so it's like, right? the meme is like, if Europe loses, China, let's go China, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, for this one, I actually changed my mind. In the future, I'm going to root for the boys. Like, I'm telling you that these guys could not have been more gracious. Like, OG, we're hugging. Seb was giving me advice, saying like, you know, you guys are a really good team. What a sick run. Saying like, you know, just you know, make sure that you keep the train going. And those guys are such an inspiration to us. Like Seb and Johan, they're. Mm -hmm. I. I know it feels like I'm sucking a lot of people off, but at the same time, like I do want to highlight that even though we're in competition, we're all fighting for the same dream. Everyone is trying to be a reasonable sportsman, and I want people to know that these guys are class acts. You know, there was no saltiness, no bitterness. They really wish us luck. And yeah, um, so then we're waiting for the Thunder series. We go eat at uh, Shake Shack or something like that. You know, we have a quick meal. We don't. We talk. Me and Matu talk like 20 minutes before the draft prep. Yeah. So then, uh, to be clear, is this the day that um, we beat OG same day? You beat OG same. Oh, okay, so this is the yeah, this yeah. is the day you have to play two yeah. series in a row, right? Okay. And something that was really cute is before we played OG, um, Faith Beyond comes up to Zai and Matu and he wishes them good luck. Mm -hmm. And I can hear them shouting behind us in our games, and they're like, "Oh, Zai!" You know, they kept saying, "Oh, Zai!" <laughs> and then, uh, so I know they were really impressed by Zai. So then, then uh, they, they would have played you guys if they had won their series, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So then we play Thunder. I'm really nervous. I think these guys, Cap, are absolute monsters. Like, they're so sick at Dota. Um, I was really nervous for this series. Of all series, 
this and the VG one, I had stomach like knots, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, fuck me, dude. Um, so yeah, Thunder series game one, you know, I think it's it's such, we, we really fuck up the lanes. We're supposed to put the Pango against the Enigma, which is gray lane. We try lane against the uh, Bloodseeker with Lifestealer, fantastic matchup. You know, and then mid is uh, Lesh against uh, Mars. Great for us. You know, everything yeah, yeah. is good. And then obviously, Boxy sees like a three-man sun opportunity. Monty feels really bad because he feels like he should have called for us to reset. We don't have buybacks. Game is lost. But I'm telling my team, you know, we're at least playing for the win. Matu's telling them, guys, have no fear. You know, if we lose, we lose together. And I thought that was a really nice statement. It, okay, so so <laughs> I feel like we rushed into this. But like, you guys had Mega Creeps. You're talking about yes. the three-man stun that basically yeah, yeah, ends yeah. the game where Box. So it, it, even even looking back, you still think it was better to like you quote unquote play for win, but at the same time you had mega creeps. Like couldn't yeah, you obviously just chill out and wait for buyback? <laughs> yeah, but it's a fifty. I think what people don't realize is like they're like, oh, it was only a good game because both teams played bad. Like, bro, we're playing for the next weekend. You know, like. We're playing for the fact that five days in a row, you'll do nothing but ruminate on the fact that you're a fucking loser. Mm. You know, there's a lot on the line here. The prize pool jump is like insanely high. You know, everything about this is like you go from 600,000 to a million, you know, like, and also (laughs) you go to a top four, you keep everything going. Of course, these games aren't going to be perfect. And like, they're going to be a little bit sloppy and a little bit weird. Um so yeah, they're just kind of the, the everything was going to be a little bit shitty because that's just kind of how it is. You're not you're not watching TI because you're watching a perfect game unless you're Tundra. Fuck those dudes. Uh, <laughs> you, you know it's going to be a little bit sweaty. So yeah, you know obviously the play was to wait, but you know Boxy saw the opportunity and after the game I'm like at least we're playing for the win. It's all fucking good guys. We had them like exactly where we wanted them. And Aiden was saying like you know Aiden's a beast. He's like guys they're fucked. You know like we got them. And I'm like, oh, okay, copium. Uh, so, you know, I, game... I can't, I can't believe he's saying that because, uh, like, Aiden is the the guy who's lost like the most mega yeah, but comeback you know, games, and he the just thing about Aiden one more to the list. Like, yeah, that might have been, but you think about how many times this guy has picked himself up and like said, "I'm a fucking winner, and I'm still gonna do this." I think it's inspiring as hell. You could tell mm. me that like he's lost the most games with X lead. And I would tell you, well, it's also impressive that he's still in position that he's in and he's still trying and he's still grinding and he's like still one of the best in the world. And he yeah. still keeps a smile on his face. Cause part of it too, is that losses really kill your soul. You know, every successive loss chips away at that competitive, like armor that you've put around your heart. That's telling you like, you can do this and you're really meant for this job. And the fact that like, he still keeps it on is really impressive. So yeah, Matu's telling us after the game, you know, it's all good. So game two happens. We figured Enigma must be the broken hero. We take it first. Then they Marcy Gyro, and we're really happy because we tell Aiden that he's just going to play the the Enigma. Another great thing about uh, Aiden yeah. that people don't appreciate is he can just play anything. You know, one of the TIs he's picking, like, he's playing, like, Bristol 5 or something so that Boxy can play at. Or he's playing <laughs> Axe 5 or something so that yeah. Boxy can play Bristol. Uh, you know, absolute great, uh, great player. So, you know, we give him Enigma. And that's like all Aiden. Uh, then, you know, we brewed them. Very free brood game once again. Boxy and Zai, 50 times as they've done before, they smash their lane. Mickey goes Poggin. You know, then game three happens. Uh, there's a point in this game where it's looking really even, and I go up to the Thunder guys and I tell them, like, hey, no matter what happens, you know, best made the best team win. You guys were a fucking scary ass team. 
I've kind of accepted that whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah. Um, then, you know, I see, I'm watching the game with the Tundra guys and they're like, oh, pretty free game. And then we lose like three fights in a row. And they're like, pretty hard game. <laughs> and I was like, and then I think Snake King's like, sorry for jinxing it. I was like, you know, you didn't jinx shit. It's all good. So then I go backstage to watch with the rest of us. I think the game's, at some point, we're like double racks down or something, and I think the game's over. You know, they get roached. And I'm mentally, I have kind of come to terms with the fact that we might lose. And I want to keep a brave face for my team. You know, mm -hmm. I despair like crazy. I get all my emotions out backstage. So that when I get to the guys, I'm calm and even. So I'm like full despair mode. Like, oh no, we should have just yeah. won game one. Like, God, why, <laughs> why are you doing this to me, you know? I don't believe it in the Lord, but right a, now it could have been the cleanest two zero. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and I'm just uh, and I'm just going through so many things are going through your head, and you're just like, because people say, oh, like you can't think like that. You're still in the tournament. I was like, no, we're not. Like, if we lose this game, we're just out. And if we win this <laughs> yeah. game, we have a week to reset, anyways. So I'm just thinking to myself, oh, fuck me, you know, it's just done. It's just done, Chloe. It's just done. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the most miraculous thing happens, and I'm going fucking insane. I'm like, no way, this is actually, and that's the worst thing about hope. Is that when, you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be hopeful. And then all of a sudden, you know, we win the one. Yeah, HP you came to happens. terms with the loss and, you know, having the hope back. Yeah, really, uh... and then the fact that I can't, I've never been through such a roller coaster of emotions. I rush the stage. You know, I tell Dennis to rush the stage. I'm crying my eyes out. I'm so excited at what we just accomplished because top four is like really something cool. I'm, sh you know, I'm screaming. I'm crying into Aiden and I'm like, I can't believe it. You're, you're so good. I told Aiden, thank you for believing in me because, you know, this guy could get any other coach. I, who am I? I'm some fucking 6K caster that's dog shit at this game who's never drafted before in his entire life that all of a sudden, you know, like, why am I in this position at all? Why am I the one in like the drafting booth? Why is it not Jesse and stuff like that? And I was really emotional and I was like, thank you for believing in me. And he was like, hey man, you earned this. And I was like, thank you so much. And, you know, we're all crying. We're all happy. Everything's great. Uh, so yeah. And then, you know, we have the week break. We do nothing. We start hearing everyone's getting COVID. So we're just sucking AFK. I'm going to the sauna <laughs> once in a while. Uh, I heard some rumors because we were going to the sauna at the beginning of the event with Duraccio. That like we were trying to steal Duraccio. We had this <laughs> okay. like Sonic gang that was like <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. Duraccio, Stormstormer, Rezo, and Skeeter, and Jabs. And like you just go to the sauna and like every time we were featured with somebody, you know, like the Russians would see us and they'd be like, "Yo, that guy's joining." And then Fishman would say, "Yo, are you guys picking up Duraccio?" I was like, "What? Where did that come from?" Like we're still in the middle of the tournament. Um, yeah, that's that, really like, fucking weird that people think you would be making that move while you're still playing. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if like, you won TI? Like, I think like yeah, and then like the 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 gladiators guys are kind of looking at me funny, and I go up to Tofu and uh, Celery. I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to steal your player. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just fucking sawing. That's all. Relax. Yeah, this is something um, that started in Arlington, right? Yeah, it's like anytime we talk to anybody, I I remember I saw some shit with like Faith Beyond's girlfriend told us like he had to play europe and came up to me or something lie like whoever just like <laughs> throws out these lies just to like feel better about themselves so that they can lie it's just it's all bullshit you know it's, it's complete bullshit. i i saw like a bunch of chinese fans after like the whole like faith beyond girlfriend demanded that he joins a european team and he went to to liquid and said like you know i am faith beyond and faith beyond is me and i'm saying he's playing on liquid i was like what Hey, that's like the most dramatic thing I've ever heard. And that never happened. I like, am Spartacus. Yeah, it was some really weird thing just to like shit on his girlfriend that you don't understand their relationship at all. And she never fucking, I've never talked to this 
I, you know, I promise on my mother's life, I've never talked to this person in my entire life. So it's not even like I'm trying to save her face. I don't know this person at all. I would just not comment if I wanted to lie, you know, or if I didn't yeah. want to like tell them. I just don't know this person. Anyways, uh, so Aster series goes, um, we have an idea that we're going to brute them. The entire week, we know we're going to brute them, actually. Okay. Um, we're like, we're going to brute them. Uh, this was my idea. I said, we're going to Marcy brute them. They're going to give us Marcy brute. They'll never see it coming. So we Marcy brute them. Game is really straightforward. Game two happens. Ah, it's a shit show. Cap, like, we just can't stop running into their Omni. Their Omni pick completely fucking destroys us. Oh yeah, I mean uh, this is a this is a fucking wild pick. I thought yeah, I thought it was one of the crazier like, picks of the tournament. Uh, the, the my fact god, that it was such a good soul doing... read. Yeah, it was. It was unreal. It was unbelievable pick. Can't do anything. Then game three happens, and Matu's like, "We're doing Lena, no matter what. We're picking Lena." So we take Lena. They pick Primal, which we're kind of surprised at, and Mickey smashes, and then that's where the Night Stalker Beastmaster thing comes in. Which, by the way, a lot of people were surprised at. We had just scrimmed Tundra with Night Stalker like the day before. And we know that Zai had told us that Beastmaster's unplayable into NS because you just eat the creep, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't go the Giga Dominator. This hero doesn't go Wraith Pact. So it's just like, it's just shitty. It's just a shitty hero. It has no purpose in this game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, the game happens, pogging off, game goes well. Then we, you know, we run into Secret. And uh, yeah, I think we just ran out of juice. You know, game one, they smash us, Nietzsche, boss mode. Game two, we brood them because we're like, fuck it. Just gonna brood these bitches. Uh, and game three, they ban the brood. We get into a nice spot. We fuck up like two fights. Then it's over. You know, really sad. I don't want to think about that game too much. Things like, I haven't even watched it. I, I refuse to watch it back. Yeah, what yeah, happened happened. Fair. I told my team that we were super happy, proud. Uh, you know, we were all a little bit sad for Matu, but he was telling us like, hey, it's all good. I remember I was crying backstage. I was fucking bawling tears. You know, and I kept telling Matu, I'm sorry I wasn't a better coach. Like, I'm sorry we fucking lost. It's just me and him. Uh, I think Sumi comes backstage, just silently hands me, like, a box of tissues, which was very nice of her. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just fucking, like, I can't stop crying. I was so emotional. Because, you know, we had just a month straight of this nonstop, like, oh my god, we're going to be in or out. Some of it was relief. Some of it was sadness for Matu. Some of it was happiness, you know, it was just a giant, I had no idea what I was feeling. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, um, went to the after party, got really drunk, hung around, and that was about it. I, uh, and my TI was, uh, interesting. I'll be honest, I, I, I knew you guys were, <laughs> I felt very strongly that you guys were gonna lose against, uh, a secret. After yeah, uh, well, suck my balls. <laughs> we were really close. <laughs> after uh, after we met up, uh, yeah, because because you were, you, I mean, you were just exhausted. I mean, you yeah, got, you, uh, I I think maybe people had this expectation of that that uh, that five days or, or whatever break it was uh, to be like a rest, but it well, didn't. It wasn't actually right. No, still prep every single day. Still thinking about the game every single day. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's like you you guys didn't really actually disconnect. No, I mean, I mean, I mean you tried to, I, right? But yeah, but you just can't. I felt like death by the end of it. I was maybe sleeping like four hours a night. I could barely like my stomach was just constantly in knots. I felt under pressure, under the gun at all times. I really just we just kind of ran out of juice for the secret series. We didn't really have anything planned. We just kind of went. We were just exhausted. We were just fuck it, you know. 
there was yeah. nothing left in the well. That yeah. really, we were just like, if we're good enough, we'll win. If we're not, then we'll lose. I, I am, yeah. and I just kind of imagine, like, <laughs> after we met up, you know, I was like, man, if if Williams feeling that way, then I can only imagine some of the players are feeling that way yeah. too. And so it was just, it was like, man, this team is probably just out of juice. Uh, yeah. Again, you guys had to play the most games of yeah. any team at a TI, so. Yeah. So and and just, also the most elimination games, which yes, I imagine dead. is a, an just insane dead. feeling. There was nothing left. Uh, no excuses. They were the better team, but there was just nothing left in the tank. Every mm-hmm. bit of like miracle juice that was there was fucking. It was empty. We were running. We were clicking the the e you know meter. Tick 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 tick. It was out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, we went to a bar after that. Uh, the hotel bar. We drank. It was a happy moment. You know, everybody's girlfriends were there. We celebrated. It was nice. You know, it was a really pleasant. Uh, you know, Matu was giving us advice about who to pick up. And, you know, the the saga continued. And life moved on. And now he's playing WoW every day. He wakes up at 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, Chloe woke up and she was like, yeah, he's playing WoW right now. I was like, okay, makes sense. You know, it's literally <laughs> like 6 a.m. You know, he's playing yeah. auto chess. He's really living the life. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy for him. I mean, he yeah. basically has only has like two months off, right? Before he yeah, and he his said he wanted stuff. to come. He was gonna come visit our boot camp actually. Yeah. Uh, one last time to show his family, like, oh, this is where I worked and stuff, which I thought was sweet. You know, That's he's cool. gonna show them like around, and he's gonna like just come and make fun of us. Hmm. Uh, he said he really wants to, you know, show up and like see what's going on. He likes the team. I I know there's like this whole bullshit about family and stuff, but I really felt like on you know like for example Tommy roots for us every single win we try really hard for him um max is obviously our streamer we have really good relationship with him we want to make sure that everybody walks through these doors really feels like they were part of something special maybe not family but you know good friends family's bullshit because you would never kick family in that way but like sure you know really good friends that like we put everything aside um which yeah so you know which i think like i I see a lot of criticism of like insania lately about like oh this guy's not a leader he doesn't do that stuff like that but you know, the yeah, I mean, I think there's created... a, there's an expectation of like the five position, like they have quote unquote the least to do in the game, but they do the yeah. most like leadership, drafting, that sort of thing. So I think when people saw Matu taking over drafting, then people just naturally will say, yeah. "Well, if Matu's Let me just doing say... that, then it, what is Insania doing?" Yeah, you know what fucking real leadership is? Real leadership is like being big enough to admit that this guy could maybe like take his ideas a little bit further good Mm. leadership is showing up every single day to work never complaining and just doing your job good leadership is like being strong in the face of like adversity when your teammates are afraid and there's like nerves and stuff like that and telling them like in an elimination game that we fucking got this you know that's what good leadership is Mm -hmm. that's like everybody on reddit or twitter or something that messages me like oh kick insania this guy's not fit to be a captain you know go fuck yourself you don't know what this guy brings to the table you don't know how hard he works you don't know like how much he's been grinding at this and how much he deserves this top three like you know go fuck yourself just because it's Montu clicking the buttons the fact that like aiden shows up every single day this guy plays like 20 pubs a day until his hands fucking hurt you know he's like blood sweat and teared this as much as any human being has ever done it you know, like I'm, I'm gonna tell you that this guy pushes us to boot camp and scrim more than any single human being I've ever met since Kuro. You know, like tell me that's not leadership. You know, go fuck yourself. Every single time that we've asked him to do anything, he's done it with a smile on his face. 
you know, whenever there's anything hard coming up or we have to do media day, it's always him telling everybody like, hey guys, it's going to be fine. You know, it's the day-to-day grit and grind that he brings to the table that you don't see, that you don't even appreciate in the moment, that I don't even appreciate in the moment. But now that I'm talking about it, I know that he brings it to the table every single day. And that's it's, uh that, That's pretty interesting because um, comparing him to Kuro, because Kuro has always had this um, intensity to him. Yeah, Whereas Insania is, is the opposite. He He's the most approachable, fucking charismatic guy. He is, but he shows possibly... it, uh, you know, when he turns it on, he really turns it on. Mm. You know, in that regard, I, I view them both similarly because they're both willing to fucking, like, show that they're going to put in the work. Um, and they're going to live it every step of the way, you know? Aiden really yeah. lived it. Uh, he was like, anytime I messaged him, he was there. Anytime I needed anything from him, he was there. You know, out of all the teammates that I've ever had, this guy really fucking, he lives this game in a way that like very few people do. I wouldn't even say he's like the most talented player or he's not the smartest player, but he's going to work you. You know, he's going to outwork you. He's going to come to work every single day. He's going to create an environment that everyone feels happy to work in. You know, this was not some fluke. This was an inevitability that a team of his would get a top three at a TI. Yeah. I mean, he, he might uh, he might throw around some no man black holes, but, he, you know, he's playing the fine position Enigma in the first place. Yeah, he's fucking <laughs> sick. Like he's putting we, we just like you're going to play this. OK, you know, like uh, never plays. Lit. You're going to play this. OK, I'm going to learn Lich. Like I'm going to play 20 pubs until I can play this hero at a passable rate. I'm going to play 20 pubs of this hero until like you guys can pick it for me. You know, every day he's asking me, what are you planning on drafting? I'm going to practice that hero. I'm like, mm, maybe one of these three heroes, you know, and then I check his pub page, like 50 games on him, you know, in like five days, he's just like spamming pubs to try and learn. It's like, you don't know what leadership is until you see a guy that is willing to like play until his hands hurt, until he's got a headache, until he's tired, until he can't see straight, like until I have to lead him to his room. You show that day in, day out, the rest of the team is going to follow suit. That's fucking leadership. And I think that's, um, I, I remember I had a conversation with him at Genting. We had a long breakfast uh, together. And I remember we were talking about, um, it was, we were actually, we weren't talking about playing. We were talking about casting. Um, and, and I was talking about um, like competition in general. And, and uh, I was talking about like, I think conversation about like Owen and like how I viewed Owen and like how I felt like I was competing against him and like, there's certain things that like Owen's oh, just so talented at, you know, like in, in, Insania said, like, uh, he, you could tell, um, actually Miro, uh, Effie was, uh, there as well with us and they got into kind of a, a back and forth about, um, about like natural talent and like hard work. And, uh, Effie was definitely on one side and, and, um, Aiden was definitely on like the, yeah, I know, heard like, this conversation. You can, you can kind of like make whatever you want out of yourself. Um, yeah. and, and that conversation went its way. Um, and on the wrap up, it was just me and him. Um, and he said something that really stood out to me. He said, I, I don't think people, uh, I think there are very few people who work as hard as they possibly can uh, to achieve their goals. Like he, he said something like that, where it was basically like, it was very clear to me that like, he felt that like, yeah, everybody says they put in hard work, but they don't actually put in like the utmost amount of hard work that they possibly can. Um, yeah, and he felt very strongly about that. And he said, you "I know, think like, that's you true. Could always be, you could always be doing more, um, and you have to like appreciate that. And like the the fact that like somebody is even aware, you know, I think a lot of people big themselves up about like, oh man, I work so hard to get to this position and stuff like that. But like with Aiden, it was very clear that like he always felt like he could do more. 
And I think just the awareness yes. of that shows how, how hard of a worker he is. No, absolute monster. Great, great teammate. Just absolute heart and soul of everything that I do. You know, we argue a lot, but it's because we try to push each other to be like better versions of each other every single day. We get mm -hmm. into so many arguments just because we're really trying to get like every little bit out of each other that we can. And it's fucking great. You know, when it came to the draft thing, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. And he was my biggest fan. You know, he's like, you can really do this. You really deserve to be up here. He'd always make comments like fucking Blitz Dota drafting best in the <laughs> world, you know, like, and it just like, it gave me so much confidence every single day, you know, like he'd always make a positive comment, even when I fucked up the draft and I fucked up the draft a lot here. He'd say like, yo, you know what? Like w the play was bad. He'd always blame himself for like, I fucked it up here. And, mm -hmm. you know, he does everything that he can to try and make you feel as though it wasn't your fault. And that is like, there's nobody really like that. Uh, so yeah. You wanna you wanna go through the rest of your team like this? I mean, like uh, uh, you talk about the, some of the things that people uh, don't don't realize because, like, yeah, bo sure, bo sure. Like, what does Boxy bring to the table besides his absolute monster play? <sighs> Boxy's so fucking annoying. I love him to <laughs> death, but he will fight you over every single minor point. But I will say that there's no fear in that boy. You know, yeah. he might not be the most mechanical player, but he's so smart. He calls everything for us. Uh, In-game, every move is, like, made through Boxy. If we ever had a true sight, it would just be 90% of Boxy's voice. Go here, do this. <laughs> this is a free kill. Sometimes he pushes a little bit too far, and he only sees death. But, you know, great player, great player. Um, and, uh... and just a good guy. Just really funny, dry humor. Um, you know, me and him had a really hard time working together at first. Every single fucking day, he'd show up late. But now... <laughs> He never does, you know, to his credit. He always shows up on time. He does all the little things correctly. Um, I really have no complaints about Boxy as a teammate or as a person. You know, he's always been 100% supportive of me as well. Um, uh, you know, when Jesse first joined the team, I let him take over. And then Boxy was like, you need to really find your own voice. Because I don't want you to just, like, disappear. Mm. Um so, you know, a lot of this team is like, you know, people say like, I'm the mental side, but a lot of these guys were just helping me also find myself as both a person in this world and like, as like a coach and stuff. It's wonderful, you know, it's a growing relationship both ways. Like finding my self-confidence and stuff and realizing like, you don't have to do stuff for people's approval and shit like that. It's really nice. And Boxy's place on this year's roster was uh, like, there was a bit of a toss up there, right? Yeah, we talked to, uh, like I said, funny story, we messaged Tim last year. We said, are you under contract? He said, no. I was like, I'd love to talk to you, just to have a conversation, kind of view options. We're really sure. We knew Tommy was leaving, so we figured maybe we looked forward and stuff. Then Tim signed it the next day, and I just sent him a question mark on Twitter. Like, bro, like, you said we could talk tomorrow. <laughs> and <then> he just <laughs> signed. I, was, I just sent him, like, you know, like, the what? Um, we That's talked funny. to Save who was really smart, actually. He, we were really close to getting him. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, what, ultimately why, did, why, did we, why did you go with uh, Boxy? Because I said, I want to play with Boxy. Because wow. I said, I think he can do it. It was all Zai's call. If Zai had said, I want to play with Save, we probably would have gone with Save. But Zai was like, Boxy's the guy. And then Aiden was like, yeah, go Boxy. And I was like, okay. Uh, Mickey. Mickey is the sweetest human being you've ever met in your entire life. He comes with a smile to work every single day. Anytime you flame him, 
I remember we had one scrim where Mate was like, Mike, I just really have no idea what you're doing in this game. <laughs> kind of dismissively. And, you know, a lot of people react to that kind of tone and, you know, those words with fighting words back. He says, no, dude, I'm trolling. Like, I fucked up really bad. My bad. Yeah. And Mate's like, okay. You know, like, we can move on. <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, this kid really grew into his own. I know he had a lot of line nerves, but yeah, you know, the attitude that he brings, he's really the heart and soul of our team. You know, yeah. anytime Zai wants to be mean to me, because we've known each other, we're friends, you know, we he, and yeah. Zai's humor to me is to be really mean. Mm-hmm. He'll, like, say something, and if Mickey's nearby, he just won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and you're like, Why, one because, time... Because what, what, if he does do it, what does Mickey do in response? Nothing, it's just, it's, like, hard to be mean around Mickey. Mm, I see, I see. It's he's like, just, he's just such a sweetheart. aura of niceness yeah. is too much. <laughs> one time... Zai was like, I'm going to, in Malaysia, he's like, I'm going to the store, you guys want anything? I was like, yeah, can you pick up, like, Sour Stripes for me? You know, like, the Sour Belts, the candy? Yeah. And I was like, yo, but don't get, like, the green ones, get the red ones. And then Zai started, he's like, yeah, you want me to do fucking anything? And then Mickey was like, yo, can I also get the red ones only? And then, uh, and then Zai just stops, and then I was like, why'd you stop? Because I knew <laughs> what he was going to say, he's like, what am I, a fucking slave? You know, like, you want me to go get the, is there anything else I can do for you? And then, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, I just can't, I would have to be mean to Mickey too, and I just can't do it. <laughs> and I was laughing about that. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, he's just like, a, he's a, he's the purest soul you'll ever meet in your entire life. You know, like, him and his friend, he has no Dota friends, just real life friends. It's like him and his squad from this tiny town called Yungdala. They play FIFA together. They all call each <laughs> like themselves virgins, like, uh, you know, like they're just so cute. You know, they they play Lost Ark and they created the Hamburger Guild, where they're all different parts <laughs> of a hamburger. You know, I think Mickey's like onion, or no, he's cheddar cheese or something. <laughs> One of his friends is onion. One of his friends is bur- like bun. You know, uh-huh, like it's uh-huh. it's adorable. They're just they're so pure. I really wish the best for him always in anything that he does, actually. Which yeah, makes it sound cool. like we're kicking him, but we're not. Just <laughs> I really want to see that kid succeed. Um, and then, you know, Zai is a consummate professional. You know, he shows up every single day ready. Um, sometimes I think uh, I take advantage of it because, you know, I always think like he can take an infinite amount, but, you know, he can't. Uh, he's a normal human being in that regard, even though he doesn't show it all the time. What, what do you mean uh, by that? Like asking him to... Yeah, like, I'll say like this and this or... and this and this. Yeah, and like... But at the same time, he really fucking is a TI player. You know, he comes into his own. He always knows what to do. He's got nerves of steel. You know, great fucking teammate. Uh, I wish there was, like, more fun stuff to say about Zai like I do about the other guys. But he's just really, like, you could not craft a more professional human being. And I just like him a lot as a person, which is obviously why we try to get him as a teammate. He's, uh, so I've... I've heard about Zai, the the like one of his personality, like as a Dota player, like he's one of the few Dota players who treats us more like a job than yeah, like a does. hobby that turned into a job. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, I think Zai likes the game. I I think all this like you gotta love the game. I don't know if he loves the game, but mm-hmm. he loves the game enough that he's gonna try every time and he's gonna show up ready to work and he's gonna put in the you know the effort and stuff like that. I mean, I think Zai is like one of my favorite people in the world. Fucking yeah. great guy, yeah. He's just so nice too. You know, he's, he memorizes the opposite all of the... like the. I feel like a lot of Dota players are just Dota addicts that manage to like, you know, yeah. like, like working alcoholics. They just turn their their vice into a job, you know. And yeah, like, no, no, so no. Good he's just it. a normal yeah. human being. He's the opposite uh, of that, right? Yeah, you know, I told. I, I think I said like he. 
uh, we had the stage manager. His name was Chad. He would like always guide us through. But I made a point to like always remember his name. You know, say something nice. Like he's just a consummate good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's like Aiden in that regard. They're both the same in that one regard. Maybe it's a Scandinavian thing. Mm. And then you know Matu. Um, I'm gonna miss him a lot. I- I'm gonna go visit him actually. Uh, once DPC season one is done, because mm-hmm. he came and visited me in London last uh, last two years ago, and so I always said I would go visit him and his like racist ass family in Finland. <laughs> They're not actually. I'm just saying that for fun. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why would I say that? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, he, we're going to go visit his family, and he's going to take me on the boat, which I'm really not looking forward to. He was telling me if I want to, like, take a poop, I have to, like, pump. And he's <laughs> like, and then I was just like, oh, God. Uh, but he's really, you know, uh, I, from the bottom of my heart, I love that man. I love all of these guys. I, I mean, Matsu worked so fucking tirelessly to make this team good. You know, because, and he would always say, like, if it's not good enough, it's my fault. Because I'm the veteran. I have to, like, make this team good and he Mm -hmm. always made it his own personal responsibility to make sure that we are a good team at all times so you know fucking great guy excellent class act could not ask for more out of a human but that's like i know it sounds like i'm saying that about all of our guys but it is true it is one of the things that like when i talk to prospective people joining our team i tell them like it's not about being a good dota player at this level you're all good dota players i just want to personally work with good people i want to work with people that push me to be a better person because I'm a shitty person. But if I surround myself with like good influences at all times and people that are going to force me to really evaluate my actions and stuff, then I'm going to be a better person by result. Uh, unless I'm like a fucking psychopath, you know? Like I'm going to gain some level of self-awareness and be like, "Man, I see the way that they handle these situations. Why can't I do the same?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're really an inspiration for me every day. And so I want to surround myself with people like that that really show up to work. I mean, that is the real privilege of my job. Fuck everything else. The real privilege of my job is that I get to choose who I work with in some ways. And all of those people happen to be really nice, kind, caring individuals that show love easily um, and are really just mature, good people. So, you know, shout outs to all my team. And, you know, now the team hunt begins. Trying to replace a Matu is obviously fucking impossible. So, see what happens. <laughs> good luck I mean, you can that, ask. Yeah. I'm sure you want to ask some questions around that. I can talk about it briefly okay all right so uh what, what's that process like you're you're losing your carry first of all so are you yeah. looking for a carry or um i mean is we it like the for... boxy situation where it's flexible it's kind of like yeah it's flexible because mickey will play either role sure i mean we want to keep mickey mid but we'll see what happens um you know there's a few people that we reached out to uh i want to say a few things about a few processes first i never want to break up a team so okay. if uh, I know a lot of people will say like, oh, well, you're just offering the most money and stuff. Uh, no, actually, the, here's how the process goes for anybody that's not fair. I'll say, hey, are you good with your entire situation? They'll say like, yes or no. And then if they say yes, then I'm just going to leave it be. I'm okay. not going to push in any way, actually. For example, I approached Stormstormer. You know, the we really liked him, obviously. I can't say enough. And he fit the bill perfectly as a person, as a teammate kind of like hey you know what's kind of going on here with you and he was like hey i really want to be loyal to my team and kind of like see where it all goes oh you told me the same thing actually yeah yeah exactly conversation (laughs) ends there Mm -hmm. there's no pushing there's no like yeah but we're liquid we'll give you a billion dollars which is not true (laughs) like we just don't pay that much as much as people think like 
we're going to pay a billion dollars and they can't keep up with big corporate liquid. That's not <laughs> what it is at all. Please stop this. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we're not like, I think people think if I talk to them, they're, they see the dollar signs and we're going to pay them a billion dollars. No, not the case. Um, the, the, that's how the conversation goes. Do you want to join this team? Or like, do you, are you okay with everything? Like what's going on with your team? Like, are you, is everything all good? If everything's all good, I'm not a fucking homewrecker. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make that 100% clear. I ain't a homewrecker. Like, if you're happy with everything going on, I'm out. Immediately. I refuse to be that person. Uh, you know, it was the same thing. Like, one of the, one of the, I, you know, one of the last days I was in the sauna, somebody told me Tomato got kicked. Instead of messaging Tomato, I messaged Moon. I said, yo, you guys kicked Tomato? He's like, because we'd be super interested in Tomato, but they were like, no, he's still on our team. And then I just, <laughs> I end the conversation there. You know, I want to be a normal, he's like, I was like, everything good in your team? He's like, yep. And then I just, I'm done. That was it. That's literally how these conversations go. I'm not trying to pull apart anybody. I cannot stress that enough. I'm not trying to like, you know, gun to your head, like, gotta join Liquid. <laughs> we offer so much more. And it's just more like, hey, are you good with your situation? Yes. Okay, cool. I imagine if you, you feel guys, like you want to see what the other side of the world looks like, you know, we're always welcome to have you. Yeah. I imagine you get a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I imagine you don't have to reach out to many people. I mean, especially now. No, we got like 10 billion messages. A lot yeah. of them were like kind of no non-starters. I'd say the two people we were really interested in were uh, Stormstormer and um, and that were at TI, were Stormstormer and Tomato a lot of value in them as people um, yeah they're uh they're both i know they're both uh young good teammates and hard workers like yeah. I, I could definitely see perfect. the tie between the two of them yeah yeah perfect like i said you know you can teach dota but the season's long you don't want to work with some asshole you want to work with somebody that like is easy to work with and that you'll enjoy the process with sure sure um what else is there and then um yeah obviously both of those options didn't really go anywhere um who else was there so what's the process like uh, i know you're talking to other people i don't know if you want to say those names but uh the the process of like is it an interview like what is the process yeah so what i'll do is i'll just have a conversation i'll say like um normally the first conversation that goes on is like okay let's say they don't have a team then it's like uh what do you want out of this experience um, you know, I tell them our values, like things that I expect that aren't negotiable. Like, for example, stupid rule that we have on our team that's not a compromise is you have to clean up after yourself. We're not your fucking, <laughs> we're not your babysitter. We're yeah. not like here to like do everything for you. You know, for example, at the facility, liquid's great and they will clean up everything for you if you want them to. But I always tell my guys, we're putting our own cups away. That's like one thing my team memes me to death about the cups. You know, it's like, put your cups away, guys, but they do it, you know, with a smile on their face. And a lot of people mm -hmm. won't. I see a lot of uh, esports people that won't just clean up after themselves, like basic things. Like, yes, yeah, somebody will clean up after it for you. But I think that, like, shows some level of, you know, like, I'm spoiled. I'm the shit. I don't want to work with people like that. I don't work with people that pick up after themselves and <laughs> that's you know, also like dicey behavior at these uh lands where you get the the yeah. team rooms i mean i've gone into some team rooms that are nasty dude <laughs> i would not want to work in there and he was like there's no way your guys's room is this clean and i was like <laughs> what are you talking about i in fact i thought it was kind of messy because like yeah, it's I, messier uh, than i normally allow uh-huh 
and then he was like this is so clean i was like okay uh, <laughs> but yeah i want i want people that are mindful of themselves i think that actually shows mindfulness you know when you keep your space clean when you think about others and things smelling and shit like that uh yeah i just tell people like our our minor values and like if you show up late to fucking scrims i'm gonna be matched it's the only thing that annoys me is like wasting people's times sure. and i'll tell them the experience of like boxy being late and how we had to like have like five billion conversations and you know i'm gonna do that for boxy because i love him but none of you fuckers so if you show up late you're on a short <laughs> leash yeah um and yeah we just kind of trade values they tell me you know I must have interviewed and talked to, I try to treat it like a job process as much as possible, actually. I'm going to talk to their ex-teammates and their ex-coaches and ex-managers, actually, all three. I think it's actually important to get as unbiased as a view as possible, because sometimes you're going to, like, talk to ex-teammates that are salty, and so, like, you'll talk to a coach, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy was great to work with. And then, like, if there's enough red flags, you just kind of strike them off the list. Like, one guy just straight up lied to us. And we just contacted like somebody else about it, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't. This guy's fucking crazy. Don't do it." <laughs> oh, then wow. like that happened, like, because you know when you just talk to somebody, they can say whatever they want to sell themselves. You would not believe how many people are perfect teammates that just want to work hard, and actually never <laughs> get toxic. It's crazy, wow. actually. <laughs> um, and then if they're still in the team, I'll ask why they don't want to be on the team anymore. Um, what they're expecting out of us. You know, we don't ever talk numbers until the very end. Numbers are usually like the last thing that happens. Uh, so, you know, anybody that's like, yeah, it's a money thing. It's not. I want to make sure that they're leaving their teams for the right reasons. Or I may, I want to make sure that like uh, they're being kicked and this is why they were kicked and stuff like that. You know, I just want to do as much due diligence as I possibly can about a person. And it seems extreme to like message like fucking 18 teammates and managers about them too. but. It's just yeah. kind of like, you know, we're at the level where you, I feel like you could do that. Sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, like professional sports teams will do extreme vetting for any exactly. of their prospective pickups. So it exactly. only makes sense. The, um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. So, uh, well, let's make this clear. Are, are you keeping the four other members of Liquid? Yes. Okay. Um, and you're just looking for one person. Yeah. We're just looking for one little guy, you know, little, little buddy. Okay. And little, uh little homeboy. <laughs> little cowpoke. Little cowpoke. What the fuck? Yeah, well, dude. He, he spent too much time in Arlington. The hell? Uh, but yeah, just one one person. Okay, one so what is the process team. after that? Because, I mean, you're not making the decision alone, right? So, you, like, you vet out these people, and then you, what, bring them back to the team? And I'll say, like, this guy interviewed well. This guy was good. This guy was good. You know, and then the team will give me input and say, like, oh, I like this guy for this reason. This is how I'd rank them. You know, some people we just disclude immediately in the interview process. Okay. Kind of just like, okay. Uh, I remember, I actually, I don't want to speak too specifically. Because that, that, those people are going to watch these and be like, what the fuck? So, sure. yeah, just you want to make sure that uh, everybody's aligned on the same page about people. Because you want to believe in your teammates too, right? But yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. I'm really, my first test, my team is the Dota test. You know, like what you understand about Dota and what my team sees in you Dota-wise. Whereas I'm just like, uh, can I tell that you seem like a normal human being? And, uh, okay, so you, you vet them, the team, you says, all right, this guy's good. Is it, it, does the team then decide like 
which person they want or is that your final call or how's that um go? i think they let me make the final call but okay. ultimately it, it goes like this i mean it's a collaborative process it's like yeah okay so i i will i will talk to everybody that contacted me right it's like 15 20 20 people that you're somewhat serious about then you talk to them you maybe say like okay these guys like talk well and they seem kind of normal maybe they'd fit then my teammate will my team will narrow it down even further and say like these are the interesting options these aren't that interesting and then yeah then it goes like that okay then and... we kind of have a conversation usually narrowed down to like two people then you just have like quick conversation consult matu on some stuff too you know then yeah and it's do you done. know what player you're picking up for next season yes we are okay. more or less like uh done with the process let's say i think okay. the signing hasn't happened yet but in terms of the principles everything else is it's like we're we're at the formality stage now all right so, uh i won't <laughs> i won't ask you who but uh actually I mean, you know I, who yeah so the so you're uh actually Jerix. I, I forgot to include is Jerix, Jabs, your whole support staff staying on as well for next season. So Chloe is, yeah. Uh Jabs is, yeah. Um Jesse, I don't know, actually. I think he said he's on vacation right now and I kinda wanted him to like make his own decisions regarding it. Sure. Um I, we would love to have him back. I love Jesse. Uh I really do. From the bottom of my heart, there's very few people in Dota that like I really love like my fins. You know Jesse and Matu. I yeah, really I feel like that's been a, a a meme for a while now. You just there's something about the Finns. You know you got to get the yeah. whole Nordic squad all the time. I really you know I would always told myself I don't care what your background is actually in terms of coaching. Um, I just want to work with good people that are good that have good values and fuck all the Dota stuff. Like you know Jesse came to us as like. The whole EG debacle hadn't played in forever, but you know, I know what kind of person he is. He has no coaching history. He's kind of a timid fellow, doesn't really talk very much, doesn't really seem on paper like he would make a lot of sense as a coach. But he told me, like, I've been working on myself trying to, like, be a little bit more, you know, fucking oomph. Um, mm. And yeah, he's a king. I just fucking, like, you're going to see in this liquid thing, they're going to show how many times he was my rock when I was nervous and he had no nerves. Oh, you guys got a documentary coming out? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We had Dennis nice. film the entire thing. Shout out to Dennis. He's also just a great guy, great person. But uh, yeah. And you know, Jesse, just fucking 50 out of 50 person. I, I fucking, this guy made everything to my team. I was fucking useless. Jesse was like the <laughs> real, Jesse and Jabs were like, if there's like a credit split between the coaches, it probably goes like, 50% Jesse, 30% Jabs, 20% me. It's like they really put in the effort to really show up to work every time and inspire me to work harder and like do all the little things, you know. They really they're great. I really Jesse and Jabs, Jabs is like one of the best people I've ever met. You know, he's such an adaptable human. He doesn't he's also somebody like, you know, when Jesse came in, he was like, "Oh, what's my role?" and he took it, you know, on the chin. Didn't take it as like a, "Oh, we need to hire somebody." because you're bad at your job he was like how do i fit in what can i do you know he's working for us non-stop trying things like absolute fucking great person kept me even throughout this thing you know like so i wasn't nervous was always trying to support all of our ideas sure he, yeah. you, you sure he's uh he's actually german sure he's not nordic of some kind <laughs> got some of that blood in him 
for sure. I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to say this and be like, oh, you know, you suck so many people off. But I, what I really learned throughout this journey is like, you really don't do things alone in life. Mm. You know, as much as like people like to believe that they got through, they got here through themselves. And, you know, a lot of hard work is done to put yourselves in that position. But at the same time, I was only ever here because of the position that other people put me in. You know, people like Jesse, people like Jabs, people like Aiden who took a chance on me. Um, Everybody that sent me a text message that was helpful. Like, there's way too many people to name drop. Um, But I had maybe... I was telling people that uh, the hard part was when we were losing. You know, we were a shit team. We had just lost to, like, VP and upper bracket of LCQ. Or we had just lost to Secret to get knocked out of qualifiers. I remember those messages the most. Mm. You know, the ones that were like, hey, I know the season looks tough, but you're going to get through this. That was really life-changing for me. There's some guy named Powder uh, O2, I think. He's, he's on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, uh, I don't... He's, one, he's one of my uh, viewers. Yeah, Yeah. so he has sent me a message consistently on like Instagram, Discord, Twitter, because I don't have a Reddit account anymore. Like He's been sending me a message every, like, every fucking major tournament. And once in a while, it's pretty rare nowadays, but I'll pop open like the match threads. I'll always see him rooting for us, win or lose. You know, people like that. I want to fucking do this for. I don't want to do this anymore for like to prove anybody wrong. I think I told you that. Like there was a time period where I wanted to prove myself as a coach and be mm-hmm. like, I'm better than X person. I'm smarter than the nearest. Like it's pointless. I want to do it for the people that believed in me. And that's it. I no longer care, actually, in the least. I, I was surprisingly okay with all of it. You know, I no longer have to like go control F my name and see what people are saying. I just, I can just live my life and like be happy and like you know i got so many supportive messages when we were losing and we were a shit team so many like it's it's insane and i felt so much love and then i had 15 times that when we were winning which is like kind of like okay dude like you can join the journey i suppose but like yeah yeah yeah. you know it's easy to be a part of something when things are good because it's fun it's hard to be a part of things when things are fucking tough and you're not really sure and there's a lot of uncertainty and I, w- I just want to make sure if any of those people listen to this, that they understand how much it meant to me. It, it didn't just change my tournament run. It really changed my life. I really understand that these are the people that you should be doing it for. I know it's like such an obvious thing, but in hindsight, it was something that I really learned from this TI. I gained mm. more than like the money from or the prestige of being top three. It was more just like I really learned what it meant to do it for the people that believe in you rather than trying to prove haters wrong. You know, those guys will always hate on me. I will fail tournaments. Maybe next TI bomb out. But, you know, the people that love me and show me love all the time and stuff like that, you know, I hope I'm there for them in their tough moments too. Because that is like the hard part about life. It's easy to be a part of things when things are good. It's hard to be a part of things when you're fucking in the gulag and you're like trying your best and it's not working. So yeah, that part was really nice. And uh, it really made me go like, wow, people fucking own when you let them. And it made me feel really blessed. And that's really what made me a winner this TI, you know? No, I think that was, uh, that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. But I do actually have uh, one more, one more Shoot thing it. to talk to you about. Uh, the, so your speeches uh, went up okay. on Reddit because they kept, yeah. the, the, they kept on showing it on the production. Your, uh, yeah, shoot, pre-game, shoot. Your, your pregame speeches. Uh, <laughs> the, the first one that they showed do it for the Konami or whatever. Oh, <laughs> Can yeah. Can you explain that meme? 
Ah, uh, so my team is like really fucking into Naruto. Let me just Google <laughs> this real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, so my team's like Giga into Naruto. And then I think the village is called the Konoha. And then I couldn't remember it off the top of my head. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck me. And then I just said Konami and they laughed. And I mean, it kind of worked because I think it's part of it is just to make people enjoy yourselves too. Yeah. So, no, it did. Yeah. So I was trying at the last two days, I think somebody pointed it out because there was like a Naruto logo in our papers. I had surprised <laughs> them by reading off Naruto quotes before the Aster series. I just had a bunch <laughs> of Naruto quotes and I was just and they were just like dying. And it was great. I, I just figured my team doesn't need like a fucking let's fucking go, guys. We're the fucking best team. You know, they just need to laugh a little and remind themselves that it's OK to lose and that like we're just here to have a good time. Mm. You know, that's all. That's that's all that's all it was. I was just there to laugh, and I I saw um my teammates laugh. I saw Zai always like roll his eyes a little bit and chuckle because that's how his yeah. humor is. Yeah, I'm Matu, too cringe for Zai. Matu always does the the same kind of thing. It seems yeah, like. it's like it's just for fun, and everyone's yeah. like, oh well, they don't believe in him because of their. <laughs> Let me just psychoanalyze this. I'm like, you you realize like I'm the one person in the world that they could fire or just do anything with. It's yeah. like. Uh, yeah, I I like to think that they gain some level of enjoyment, and maybe yet they don't really care. I think Boxy says it does nothing for him because he's always like nerves of steel. Yeah, he's always uh, locked the, in. But, yeah, but the I, rest I mean, of I, they I enjoyed it. it. I, they thought it was funny. So uh, yeah, that I, when when they all laughed, I was like, oh, that's that's really good. Because yeah. uh, you know nerves and stuff. I mean, that was the first time you guys were playing up on the stage and stuff. So yeah, so you know every team's different. I'm probably not going to be like og x og's coach you know <laughs> it's like yeah. i'm not seb but you know yeah. you're not trying to be seb you're just trying to be yourself and just find your space in the world which is what i was trying to tell say earlier too life's just about finding the spaces that you can exist in and not trying to be anybody else for anybody else you know i'm not trying to be seb for like other people i'm not trying to like be silent i'm just blitz dota i'm some like guy who got lucky a lot in life and had a lot of people that cared about him and showed him a lot of opportunities and you know through like some level of like luck and rng we're in the positions that we're in so you know i just want to be me and when i talk and have my speeches and my pre-game interviews and stuff like that i just want to be the same person in that regard so yeah that's it all right that's it guys thanks for uh thanks for listening William, congrats again. Third Thank place in TI. You. And uh, good luck with uh, the rest of the season. I think, Thank uh, you. Thank you. I think there's, there's definitely going to be a lot of Liquid fans looking forward to this next season. And uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. What yeah, happens. it's going to be a top season. <laughs> what? what? Just cut it there. Okay. <laughs>